Let's Talk Bible. And thank you for joining the second episode of Let's Talk Bible. I'm your host, Johnny Bargo. And today we will be talking about the dangers of taking scripture out of context. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the verse, Revelation 18.23. It floats around the internet all the time, talking about the mark of the beast from Pharmacaea, or the abomination of desolation because of the Pharmacaea. And people who are into this doctrine and this um, end-time belief will use Revelation 18.23 to support their ideology or their doctrine. But today we will discuss this verse along with maybe a couple others of how this is being taken completely out of context and the dangers of it. Now, how be it before we move forward? I'm not an advocate of these vacs. I believe they are dangerous, but I do not believe that they are the biblical mark of the beast. Now, that is a subject for another podcast, and we will get to that, Lord willing. But today, I want to get into why it is so dangerous to use this verse and many others completely out of context. I believe in studying the Bible very properly, very carefully, with text, context, and co-text. And what I mean by that, many of you who listen to my teachings on social media, Instagram, and Facebook, You know that I harp on text, context, and co-text. And what I mean by this is we get our text. Let's say, for instance, Revelation 18.23 as today's topic. That is our text. So we have our text. And then context. What is the context of the verse that you're studying? Concerning Revelation 18.23, we would read the whole chapter. Or in most cases, you at least go up 10 to 20 verses before and 10 to 20 verses after to see what is the context. Who is being spoken to? Why is it being spoken to them? Okay, and then you have what is your co-text. So once you have your text and your co-text in line, and you understand what is being said, why it's being said, who it's being said to, you have co-text. The Bible, what co-text does is it is the verses that will help answer your understanding of your text. It is other texts that concern the same situation as the verse that you are considering. Such as, let's say, for instance, the abomination of desolation. Your co-text of the abomination of desolation would be other texts that concern the timing, the event of the abomination of desolation. 
You wouldn't go to a verse that has nothing to do with the abomination of desolation and then add that into it. You would rightly divide the word. You would find other texts concerning this event, and you would have your context for your text with your co-text, and therefore letting the Bible interpret itself. Because Scripture does interpret Scripture. Our opinions do not interpret Scripture. Our doctrinal beliefs do not interpret Scripture. Our pastors, our grandmothers, our best friends, and even podcasts such as myself do not interpret Scripture for the Bible. Because we are all fallible. But I believe that the Bible is the infallible Word of God. I believe that this Word is perfect. I believe that all the answers that we need concerning the gospel and concerning the end times, concerning any situation that has to deal with God and our life in God is perfectly inscribed in the written word of God. So text, context, co-text is absolutely key to understanding how to rightly divide the word of God, how to rightly come up with the correct interpretation of what the Bible is trying to say about a subject. Now in Revelation chapter 18 verse 23, it gets thrown around so much by many people who are into conspiracies and the truther community and people who believe that this, this, the vax is the mark of the beast and that the, the, uh, the vax from being from pharmaceuticals is the abomination of desolation or the mark of the beast because of the word sorcery there in the Greek is pharmakeia or pharmikia. Uh, people pronounce that different. And it is where we get our modern day word of pharmacy is from the word phar pharmakeia, pharmikia. But it's not just pharmacy. That word sorcery in the Greek does not just mean pharmaceuticals. It also means literal witchcraft. The administration of poison or drugs to enhance a spiritual experience or to place a spell. These types of things, it's not just pharmaceutical. Now, how be it, we see um, today in biblical studies, people are imposing what they see around them on the text. And I understand, I get that. You know, all throughout history, every generation has said, well, this is the generation. Look how bad it is. You know, this is when Jesus comes, or this is the mark of the beast, or this is what the scripture says, because we see the things around us, and we try to believe that all scripture is always about us and, and things such as that. And that is where we get into some trouble in interpret, interpreting the Word of God. So text, context, co-text is absolutely key to getting the correct interpretation. You find your text. You get the context of who it's talking to, why it's talking to them, and what is it fully saying. Because when in, in the case of Revelation 18... There is 24 scriptures. But when people want to talk about this verse, number 23, 
and they use it for an agenda. They use it as a proof, what is called proof texting. They use it as a proof for their ideology of a certain thing of this is the abomination of desolation or this is why, uh, this is the mark. And we're going to delve into this even more. I'm going to break this down, why they say this. But I'm going to show you in this podcast episode, hopefully we'll be able to show you why taking verses out of context is so dangerous and can lead to all types of false doctrine, which which is where false doctrine comes from. Taking scripture out of context. Okay, so we're going to get our text. Revelation 18 and 23. This is what it says from the KJV. And the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of earth. For by thy sorceries were all the nations deceived. And before I forget and before I go any further, I want to talk about the correct study of the Bible as we've talked about text, context, and co-text. Also, there is exegesis and eisegesis, or some say asegesis. What exegesis is, or when you exegetically pull from the, the scripture is you let the scripture tell you what the understanding is or what it's talking about. Eisegesis is putting a preconceived idea or a preconceived doctrine onto the verse, adding your own opinion into the text and therefore interpreting it with your own opinion. Exegesis pulling out from the text what it's saying. Eisegesis is adding your opinion onto the text. So we always want to be exegetically correct when we're studying the Word of God. And I am livid and avid about studying correctly. I mean, we have to look in Revelation 22. It talks about if any man adds to the words of this book, he will add to the plagues, and if any man takes away from the words of this book, he will take your right to the tree of life away. So it is absolutely, absolutely important that we study this word correctly. We handle it with the utmost respect and care, and we keep the text in context using our co-text and exegetically study and get our interpretation from the word rather than inducing our opinion because of what we've been taught or what we think we're seeing from the outside. So I pray that this first part of this uh, this podcast here is helping you uh, get down in your soul how important it is to take proper care of the study of the Word of God. Now, I'm not saying this to scare you, thinking, well, oh, if I accidentally get something wrong, I've lost the right to the tree of life. That's not what I'm saying. First off, God knows the heart of every man and every woman. But it is so important 
to handle this with care. And now that I've went on my almost 12 minute uh, rant about text, context, co-text, and correct study of the Bible, we will move into our text here in Revelation 18 and 23. I will read it again. And the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, and for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Now, I had, as I have said in the beginning uh, of this podcast, the reason this is about this verse is because we see this thrown around in the social media um, circles on Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, teachings concerning this verse, memes concerning this verse about how this pharmakeia is the mark of the beast and the reason this vax is deceiving people because of this pharmakeia. And the reason that this is so dangerous is because it is absolutely out of context. Why would I say that? If we go to the beginning of the chapter, and I'm going to turn there now. Revelation 18 and 1 says, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and earth was lighted with his glory. And he cried with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath for fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have waxed great rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Now that was one through three. And it was also said in verse four, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you be not partaker of her sins and that ye receive not of her plagues. So we'll see a key word here. First off, just in these first four verses, we already have the context of our scripture. And it is talking, who is this chapter talking about? It is talking about a city or nation of mystery Babylon. Babylon the Great has fallen. And it talks about the destruction if we go on through. And it says, uh, here in verse 4, it says, be not partakers of her sins. Come out of her. Receive not of her plagues. Verse 5, for her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled to her fill double. Okay? Now, the reason I'm expressing the word her is because all through this chapter, you see it is speaking only 
to Babylon. And it refers to Babylon as her and you and also I believe it may even refer with another word that declares talking to Babylon. Verse 7 says, How much she, there we go, she, her, and you hath glorified herself and live deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her, for she says in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. And the kings of the earth who hath committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived, they see her, the smoke of her burning, and they lament for her. This is talking about the destruction of her mystery Babylon. And if we go on through, you continue, um, you continue seeing how they stand afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, that great city Babylon, the mighty city, for in one hour is judgment come. The merchants uh, wailed and mourned over her because no one buys their merchandise anymore. Uh, the merchandise, it says, of gold and silver, precious stones, all these nice woods, the fruit that the souls lusted after, the brass, and the merchants of these things were made rich by her. They talk about the riches in one hour coming to nothing, and they and it even mentions again, they cried because the smoke of her burning, saying, what city is like under this great city? comes on down into verse 21 and culminates the fullness of the context. This is verse 21. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. So when you're seeing the merchants weeping, when you're seeing no more merchandise being bought, the brass and the silver and the gold and all of these things have been laid to nothing. It is because Babylon is being destroyed. Now let's read into verse 22. And the voice of the harpers and musicians and of pipers and of trumpets shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman, or whatsoever craft he shall be, shall be found any more at all in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. So we've, we have our text. Revelation 18.23 Talking about the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. The voice of the bridegroom or of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. 
And this is the verse in 23 that will be cherry-picked, will be proof text for their doctrine of saying, this is proof right here. Pharmakeia deceives the nations. They're deceiving the world with the vax. Now, I don't disagree that a lot of the world is deceived in thinking this thing is good. But I also see that all of the world is not wandering after this thing because there are millions and millions revolting in the streets of other nations and other continents against this, fighting for their freedom, exposing the dangers of it, whether Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, Hindu, Atheist, New Age, doesn't matter. They are linking hand in hand, exposing what, the, what certain people are claiming to be the mark of the beast. Now see, we know from Scripture that the Bible says, all those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life shall wonder after the beast. But we see the world in massive revolt of what people call the mark of the beast. But even besides that, I want to show you why context is absolutely key. We've already established that this whole chapter is not referring to an individual. It is not referring to a body. It is referring to a city-slash-nation of Mystery Babylon the great, the whore, who sits upon many waters. Okay? In verse 23, they will use, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. They will use those two lines inside of one verse, out of context, to say the light of the candle that won't shine no more at all in thee, is the soul that will be put out in the body when they take the pharmacaea or the vax. It puts out God. It destroys the God gene, they will say. And this is proof because of the pharmacaea. But let's look. And the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee. That is very key to understanding no more at all in thee or in you. Who is this you? It is not you and I. When it says you here or thee, it is not pointing the finger out at any certain person or any certain individual. It is pointing to the same thee, the same her, the same she, that the whole chapter is talking about. And that is Mystery Babylon. So see, what is going on here is we have 24 verses in a whole chapter discussing one context of a city nation being destroyed and receiving wrath and judgment being destroyed. And then it's being pulled out completely out of context and making it to be something that it's absolutely not, talking about a soul 
the light of a soul being put out by a pharmaceutical. This is completely out of context. The the, the, the is the same the that is in verse 22 that we're going to look at right now. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. I'm going to read on into 23. And the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. We see here that there is harpers and musicians and pipers and trumpeters. They're not heard any more at all in thee. Do we, if we make 23, the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee. If we make this light shining no more in a body, in an individual, then that also means there must be harpers, musicians, pipers, and trumpeters inside of this person or body. There must also be craftsmen and millstones being heard in that person or that body. There is no way to go into verse 23 and cherry pick it away from at all in thee from the other at all in thee. This is why doctrines can be created out of thin air because of cherry picking, taking things out of context. This is the classical isogetic inducing an opinion onto the text that there can possibly be. They will induce their opinion of thinking this is a body and what the vax does to the body from this scripture, they will say, is the light of the candle will not shine it anymore at all in thee. Your candle, your light of God will now be put out. That is absolute eisegetic induction of an opinion. When the context gives us our absolute understanding that this is not about a person or a, uh, a body or anything going into a body, but that as the musicians and the trumpets and the millstones and the craftsmen are destroyed, so is the light in this city, in this nation. The destruction that will take place will not only destroy the musicians and the millstones and the merchants and the land and the goods in it, but it will also destroy the light. Look at the cities. Think about if, if there was a nuclear bomb just dropped on New York City, the city of lights. What would happen? There would be no sound of hip-hop, rock and roll. There would be no... NBA basketball games at the Madison Square Garden. There will be no MTV building with lights on. There will be no Broadway plays. There will be no great buildings and spectacles of light seen. But it would be 
destroyed, cut off. It will be blackness. It will be dark. The light of a candle will not shine no more at all in that place because the music, the millstones, the merchants, the goods, the trading, the buildings, everything would be destroyed. Everything would be wiped out. It would be absolute darkness. The light would shine no more at all in thee. But yet we are seeing many, many, many what I call the truther community, the conspiracy theorist community, being taken by false doctrine, being taken with scriptures that are out of context to create a false doctrine to support a belief. And I, I, I am often accused of trying to read this when I read it in context, being accused of using my carnal mind and not the spirit. They will say, God is against the carnal mind, brother. You're not seeing in the spirit. Listen, church. The spirit of God, the, the mind of the spirit, will never take out a verse out of context from where the Spirit wrote it. Because yes, John penned Revelation, but he was moved on by the Holy Ghost to pen this. So the Spirit is who wrote this. And that same Spirit, will you will never need a special revelation that will take the Word of God out of His own context from what it is put in to give you some special understanding. And when I say the truth of community, the conspiracy theorist, I you you know, and I know there is real conspiracies, many, many real conspiracies. There is, you know, these things that people come to the truth of worldly knowledge. But there's also many false conspiracies that are false rabbit holes, that are false truths to those who are addicted to finding more knowledge, which is Gnostic. It's a spirit of Gnosticism in itself, wanting more worldly knowledge. There's many false conspiracies leading down, as I said, many false rabbit holes to keep the person addicted to the next find, the next truth, the next leaf turned over, and then getting them away from fully understanding the Word of God in the way that it should be. Or getting them away from preaching the gospel. Or being having their nose in the word, but their nose is in an internet browser or a YouTube video. And I'm not knocking people who listen to podcasts because you're listening to one now. I'm not knocking people who watch YouTube, but you have to be careful of the source. Church, be very cautious to listen to any teachers who will use a verse out of context to support their doctrine. Because if they're doing it in such a major way, as in Revelation 
to put pieces into what they believe is going on, a great chance nine times out of ten they are doing it with other key verses and therefore building a straw man doctrine that when rightly divided in text, context, cotext, and exegetically studied will fall completely on its face. If the light that shall shine no more at all in thee is you, then trumpeters and harpers and pipers and craftsmen and millstones will be heard no more at all in you as well. And people will say, well, it says her in other places and she in other places. So what makes you think the you all of a sudden is Mystery Babylon? First off, the whole chapter is in the context of talking to the judgment of Mystery Babylon, talking to her, sometimes in third person, sometimes directly. Because we see at all in thee in verses 22 and 23, and then it goes to the last verse of the chapter in 24 and says, In her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. It goes back to her. It started with her and it ends with her. And in the middle is all her, whether it's she, you, or her. Revelation 18.23 cannot be taken out of context to fit the mark of the beast. Revelation 18.23 cannot be taken out of context to be the abomination of desolation inside of a body. Revelation 18.23 cannot be strawmanned, pulled out of 24 verses as a single verse at all in thee when all the other at all in these is speaking to Mystery Babylon. Therefore, with such many, many young Christians, babes in Christ, are being deceived by cherry-picking false doctrine out of context and are also joining in on the social media craze of sharing this verse and sharing this meme saying this is what we are seeing right now. That your light, the light of God, the God gene will be cut off in you. Your soul, you will lose your soul and become a Nephilim. Or God will no longer recognize you because of this pharmakeia. Look at Revelation 18, 23, they say. I'm actually not even going to go into any further scriptures. I'm already 35 minutes in. But I think you see. I think you see what I mean by we must keep it in context. And we could go on over into 17, Revelation 17, as co-text for Mystery Babylon, finding out that this is the same one in Revelation 18. Because it talks about being drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And then it talks about having the destruction 
of her because God put it in the beast's heart to destroy her and to hate her. And that would be a co-text for knowing that Revelation 18 is speaking directly to the judgment of Mystery Babylon. I challenge you to go read this chapter for yourself. If you are one who used Revelation 18.23 to support that the vax is the mark of the beast, or that the light of the soul will be put out because of a pharmaceutical, I challenge you to read this whole chapter in context. Hold to the word of God as the authority. Let God be true and every man a liar. No matter about your emotion, no matter how bad you hate these pharmaceuticals, which I do too. But letting the context of the scripture interpret the scripture is a must. You cannot get into Gnosticizing the text. Meaning looking at a text that has a literal meaning and then spiritualizing it for a specific agenda. And saying, well, we have to have a special revelation. The Holy Spirit is speaking a special word to us. That's Gnosticism. The Gnostics were the number one enemy to the early church. And now we see they are also becoming the number one enemy to this end time church. Let's get out of the rabbit holes. Let's get our eyes on the cross. You know, the Bible does say, expose the darkness. But then we don't read Ephesians 5.12 where it says, it is a shame to even speak of those things that they do in secret. I'm not saying we shouldn't have a voice. And I'm not saying these things are not dangerous that are being exposed. But through the fear and paranoia, we create false doctrine and therefore make a mess in the church. Revelation 18.23 is not speaking of the light of a candle that candle is not your soul. It's a pretty allegory. Sounds real cool. But it is not the literal meaning of that passage. The light of the candle shall shine no more at all in Babylon. Neither will the voice of the bridegroom or the bride be heard no more at all in Babylon. For the merchants were the great men of the earth and for by Babylon sorceries were all nations deceived. This is being done throughout the Bible very much. This is just one major example of how false doctrine becomes a trend when we take it out of context. Text, context, cotext.
Thank you guys for listening tonight. I pray this has been a blessing where it will help you. Go study Revelation 18 for yourself. May the Lord give you understanding and let's keep the text in context with the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.